travel with us now through the dimensions of time, beyond even the furthest stars, as we search out new and wondrous worlds far from eternity. On this journey, we will review comics, movies, shows, and more that hold a special place in our own fandom. What new world will be discovered this week? Find out right now as Legends of Grayskull goes off world. Is out of Hawaii recently? No. No. Apparently there's been a superhero causing some havoc down there. Yeah. That uh Ezra Miller apparently has been just Oh call after yeah. call on him um down there and he's facing all these charges and everything. I just, I gotta say yeah. I, I'm hoping this tanks his 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 uh, DC career at least because that is still like one of my the banes of with all even all the good that Snyder did in that in his cut like I just Ezra Miller's Flash like oh and I don't know how much of that is him and how much of it is the way they wrote him but I don't know I just I've always liked Barry Allen and that just is not the Flash to me Ezra you know. I don't mind him as the Flash. He doesn't feel like Barry. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else he feels like, but I, I'm not that attached to the character. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe if he was Wally or Impulse or like, I don't know. He just like he, he doesn't feel smart enough for Barry. Like Barry was the, I mean, he was the scientist. He was the. You know, he's going to give all these these tips and facts and everything while battling supervillains. You know, mm-hmm. that's 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 Barry. Like he's he's the the dad of the Flash family. And Ezra <laughs> just always felt like a jack off. <laughs> I've got no other way to say it, but. I don't know. What do you think this does to Flashpoint? Or no? Is, are they calling it Flashpoint? I can't remember. Now. That's what they've been saying. I, I'll believe it when I see a trailer for it. I guess, <laughs> or you know, not believe it, but like, yeah. Until something's actually out for us to start taking in, I, especially with the superhero movies from both camps, but especially from DC. Like, I I try not to get too worked up about it until I see something official. You know. Well, they're done filming, right? I think so. I thought they were. I'm so like, like out of the loop, like just <laughs> with keeping up on stuff because the whole, all the fan speculation going through Star Wars, like the the new trilogy and all that stuff, just kind of burnt me out on like trying to stay up on stuff. Right, right. So it's like I'll watch the trailers when they come out. You know, I'll get excited when I see like official release stuff. But um, for the most part, I, I, you know. Obviously, it comes up in the geek circles that I run in, but I try not to get too invested myself. Right, right. No, especially and especially with DC. Like, let's be honest, I still haven't seen either of the Suicide Squads. I have no desire to. Well, I'll say I do. I have a little bit more desire to see the Suicide Squad now that I've seen Peacemaker. But even then, I don't think that they're directly related enough 
Like, I think in the Peacemaker show, I probably saw everything I needed to see out of the Suicide Squad. Uh, you, you probably did, like, to at least understand what's going on in Peacemaker. Um, I think it's a great movie. Like, I think it's a lot yeah. of fun. Um, you know, I think it did and set a tone that I think the first movie wanted to do. But because, I don't know if it was the director or the studio interference, it like, that movie is just a mess. I will say this. Um, I do really like um, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Really? So watching it for her in that movie, like because I had so low expectations for her at the time going into it, not Margot Robbie, just the character. And then I was like, you know what? She works. Like she's she's not the animated Harley Quinn, of course, but she had more of that vibe in her act, like her look doesn't look like it, but like her no. personality felt more like that to me than I was expecting. So um, I've, I've become a Harley Quinn fan because of Margot Robbie and not just because she's gorgeous. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I don't, I just, I, I just, I felt, I felt the, the animated series just nailed Harley Quinn so well. No pun intended. Uh, like, everything that DC's done since then to try and make her more relevant has always just felt so flat, especially the outfits. I'm like, why do we need to strip her down? And I mean, even Margot Robbie's outfit is tame compared to some of the comic costumes that she's had, you know, new 52 onwards. And it's like, why, why does, why? (laughs) Like, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like I like why I like in the Suicide Squad and in Birds of Prey, like her outfits are much more not what they were in the first one. <laughs> Which I know they were going for, like they're going for, like they were referencing like a Deborah Harry poster or something, yeah, or a photograph or something. And it's like, all right, I get it, but like she didn't evoke that personality to me in that movie. So it just seemed like a weird and, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Ah, how about we get the show started? What do you think? Sure. All right. Whenever you're ready. What's up? Every- What's up guys? Let's, uh, let's welcome everybody. Is this show already in progress. This is legends of Grayskull off world episode six. I'm Matt. This is Jesse. Hey, I pointed the right way that time. Uh, yeah, we have no Sean today. It's a uh, little boys' night out. We left the Sean at home. <laughs> um, we said, you know what? We're ready to go off-worlding. He said, no, bye. I, I'm not going off-worlding tonight. So we said, see ya, buddy. All right, we, uh, we ain't got a beat to your drum. So I tell you what, though, hey. he's good. He's going to be disappointed. Like, we're going to hear him cry, whine. Like, he he is going to be so upset that he missed tonight after it's done. Yeah. He's going to wish he was Guy from Galaxy Quest in a red <laughs> shirt for this mission. <laughs> 100%. 100 I don't even think Sean has a last name. Does he? What? No. Does not he? Not one that anyone... <laughs> Not one that anybody knows how to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where, what did that loser say he was going to do tonight? I don't remember. Something really lame, right? It was something. Yeah, it was pretty lame. Definitely not something I would want to do. Was it? 
Like he's gonna read a book or organize his shoe collection or uh oh, what was yeah. it? Uh Sean, Sean, Sean. Oh yeah, he's at that uh four horseman intern for a day. Oh that's yeah. what it was. Oh well that's yeah. no fun, I'm sure. Yeah, I guarantee you he's not having fun at all. No, not at all. No, these pictures of him with Oh god, what's he doing to Walter? <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Gerard, that does not go with there. Oh, oh my! <laughs> well, those are not. I, I was going to share some of those, but uh, I don't want to get booted off YouTube. So, but it looks like he's <laughs> having a blast. Uh, in all seriousness, though, yes, Sean did get the opportunity to go up to Four Horsemen Studios. He got. He is doing the intern for a day as of this recording. Um. We it is Saturday, April second. Uh, we don't usually date these, but I think this is a pretty significant moment because uh, he has just finished up his daily, uh, whatever presentations. I mean, they had a ton of stuff going. I saw Nate was there, Trevor Williams was there, obviously all the horsemen and uh, Sherry and oh my god, just the pictures I've seen out of there. And uh, we should be about the dinner break, uh, about when they're coming back. And they should actually be doing their live stream in about an hour. So probably about the time we're done recording, they're going to go live with the next wave of Cosmic. So I'm glad he got to be there and uh, yeah. can't wait to see That's all really the pictures. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. The posts I've seen in the Cabal today from the few people that have been posting have been really cool. And uh, it's just really cool that he got to go. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to hear about it. Absolutely. So, um. And, Sean, if you're still there, please feel free to uh, swipe that Cyclone 2 up from the <laughs> 2000X Masters line that's in the lobby. Um, I'm sure you can hide it somewhere. I appreciate that. Grab me a uh, Delfina or a Calrose. <laughs> yours is probably more doable than mine. <laughs> so, oh. I can't wait to see what they got. What they got coming out of there. Now, did you get into Cosmics Wave One at all? Like at the beginning? Yeah, the Cosmic Legions. Oh, Cosmic, Cosmic, Cosmic. Um, I yes. have. Um, I haven't yet. Uh, I feel like um, I have a few on pre-order in my shopping cart on Big Bad that I haven't pulled the trigger on yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to possibly get a few. Uh, for the whole FOMO, you know, um, <laughs> right. But I think they're really cool. And I definitely want to, don't want to go as deep on them as I have with mythic because the fantasy realm is, is more where my love is at. Um, but they do look yeah. really cool and I'd be intrigued to see how they, how they pop and swap with mythics, you know, right. especially some of the new body sizes and creatures and stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like I, I, Definitely, I'm not. I, I appreciate them all. They're fabulous works of art, but the same like the the cosmic side of fantasy has is not as appealing to me as the mythic, you know, side of fantasy. So I won't be going as deep either. Um, I especially like the ones that I think are going to go well, like that four armed uh, 
alien gladiator, the brown one, like mm-hmm. he looks like I could pretty much do nothing to him and he would fit into mythic. So that's an easy <laughs> sell for me. But uh I think um I think the bug guys, the the king and the guards or whatever they the yeah. names were. Um yeah, they're neat. and then the uh the like pit fight cage fight uh is it Thrag or whatever his name is, the the kind of lead guy they've been highlighting, the blue, the blue alien. Yeah. He's got the one where he's just got like the the pants and he's like I'm like Yes. That could work into to mythics if I wanted to. Or, you know, if my mind goes like how weird would it be if uh, a ship crashed on Mythos with some of these alien people, you <laughs> know? Like so it. you've got the, you know, so I'm just trying to make it work in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely won't be going as deep. And there's a, like, I like that, that, that big, uh, tr- I think he's troll sized, but the, the green one with like the dome head and everything. And oh, the slog or slag yeah, or something like that. Yeah. T- terrible host. We don't even look up these names, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool, like, they're all cool designs, but then at the same time, I'm like, how many big things do I need? And I'd rather get yeah. another troll than, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's it's yeah. that, that kind of decision, too. But I'm curious to see what they unveil tonight, um, and hopefully it'll be some cool stuff. And maybe I should pull the trigger on that uh, shopping cart now before all the new ones get announced tonight. And everybody goes and hits it. Yeah. <laughs> now I do want to throw out there um, speaking of mythics uh, and of course it's not pulled up anymore because Facebook likes to reload randomly uh, but there was a post in the cabal today uh and I, do, I don't like getting bogged down in the negative, but I, I, I really want to address this because it's not the first time I've heard this. Um, and basically, he... I'll just read it. That'll work best while Jesse's checking out. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for the incoming angry rant, but I feel just before hype arrives for the next, I wanted to get it off my chest. Am I the only one bothered by the nonstop waves of pre-orders? We are still waiting on the Alithia Wave, Deluxe Legion Builders, Cosmic Legions Wave 1, and Poxes. I get that delays happen in production and shipping, that's life, but with Cosmic Legions Wave 2 and All-Stars coming up, I wish they would put the brakes on taking more of our money until they finish fulfilling the many other waves first. I'm a sucker for FOMO, and I love this line, but after going all-in on all of these, and we'll probably do the same to these two upcoming pre-orders, I just feel... Like, they're sitting on a lot of my money. Anyone else feel a bit burned to it, too? Sorry for the negativity. I'm still excited for tonight's reveals. And he's definitely not the only person that I've heard this complaint from. Um, so what are your thoughts, Jesse? I mean, there are there are four waves, quote-unquote, that are on pre-order that have not been fulfilled yet. Mm-hmm. I the only one I got in from actual pre-order with the horseman was the Deluxe Legion Builder. That was my first time ordering directly from them. Right. Um and because I've really only been in the line for just over a year. I looked up when right. I got my first figure and it was last St. Patrick's Day, it was when Thistlethorn a lot arrived. So just over a year for me, and I'm 
I'm like 60 some almost 70 figures in at this point. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I got a couple of the Legion builders pre-ordered through that and like, I'm fine. Like I, even before I saw some more people who are not higher up, but more invest, more involved, you maybe communicate with the, mm-hmm. the, the horsemen a little more like giving me explanations. I'm like, all those seem perfectly valid. Like, yes, you're out the money, yeah. but, but it's coming. I mean, I, you know, it's coming. Yeah. Right. Like they're using that money to make the toys you're pre-ordering and the tooling and all this stuff. Um, and I think between the all-stars four coming out, um, the oh. air Theory wave all-stars. Well, no, no, no. Last year. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. like those coming out, the, uh, the surprise Krampus, the the reinforcement wave. Yeah. Um, like, and all that stuff. And then the in-stock sale a couple weeks ago, like there's been enough stuff that you've been able to get in hand. I mean, right. granted, I want everything now, but nothing works that way. No. And I'd well, rather do, a, I'd rather do a pre-order like this with the horseman than go to target like every other day looking for the exclusive yep. Hasbro figure, you know? And, Honestly, I I like that they take the money up front because that means in you know whatever six months nine months like I just get a package on my door, you know. Yeah. Unlike I mean, Big Bad Toy Store is great, but I really wish that they would take my money when I place the order, so then I can just get a package like instead of yeah. oh that one week where you know you're a little bit short. That's when your pre order is going to come. In. Yeah, um, but the it'd only be nice if they had like a gift card option or something there on Big Bad. Like you could right, like, like preload a gift card, you know, so they don't take yeah. it out of that, but you could put your money into it or something. Which I guess anyway, I, could. I guess I could do that. That's a good point, actually. Buy one of those like uh, green dots or vanillas or whatever. Oh yeah, and yeah. use that on Big Bad. That way, I just throw the money on there and it just sits there until they charge it. Actually, yeah, a good idea, Jesse. I never thought about. All that. right, we'll have to talk about that later. I'll yeah, look yeah. into whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I guess my thing is, you know, and the, and there again, you bring up a good point. I didn't think of like, look at all the stuff we've got. It like you're pointing to all the stuff that's still out there. But like the Horsemen aren't a fly by night company. This is not Wave One, Wave Two. You know, I mean, they've been going strong since 2015. You know, it's coming. And my thing is, you look at production time. I mean, you're already complaining about delays, which I think the only one that's been hit majorly was Alithia um, with delays. I think Aerithor did too, but like you said, it's out now. But here's the thing we got to remember. If they put the brakes on everything, they go, look, we know we got four pre-orders out there. We're going to stop until these are out. All that time that's ticking means it's going to be that much longer once... Okay, so then we get all four of those waves. And then you're, it's going to be these same people going, well, how come we have to wait a year before we get another wave? Well, because mm-hmm. we just took six months off because we had these out there. Like, you want these yeah. waves to keep coming. They, they, it's a machine. They've got to keep moving. If they don't, if they delay this pre-order, then it's going to create a gap later on. So it's it's one of those things. I think they're really in a no-win situation. It's like if they keep 
turning out the pre-orders, yeah. people are going to complain because they keep throwing out pre-orders. If they back off pre-orders, then they're going to complain once they get to that gap. Well, where's my, where's the figures? Why aren't there any waves coming out in these six months? Like, yeah. Well, like, I pre-ordered through the comic shop I work at, the Chitara Super 7 Ultimate figure, almost three years ago. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's been one or two subsequent waves that have come out or are getting ready to come out, and that wave still hasn't shipped yet. And, like, yes. like I said, because I did it through my shop, I can't complain to them directly about it, but it's just, like, it'll get here when it gets here. There's a spot on my shelf for her. You know. That was crazy. The infamous Thundercats Ultimates Wave Two and yeah, Wave Three has come and gone, and we're still yeah. And I think wave two. is it Wave Four is getting ready to release or ship soon? I think right. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Wave Two is supposed to be right after it. So I have, well, and I don't follow Super Seven well enough anymore that I know exactly what happened there or how that's even possible, but. Like, well, I mean, it's not that <laughs> COVID happened. Yeah. I mean, COVID happened and that messed up everything for everybody. All like my oh, jobs yeah. have been affected by it, like getting stuff in for the picture oh, for framing. Sure. And, you know, like I'm surprised so many things bounced back as fast as they did. Yeah. And then last year we were starting to hit all the supply train stuff mm-hmm. or chain stuff. And it just, yeah, it's just going to take time. Them. Like yep. the, the effects of all that are going to be a couple years to recover from. So like, like with Super Seven, they announce new stuff. Oh, they're worse. They're a couple times a day. week or every other week. Yeah. Granted, they usually do like two to four characters in a wave. It's not like right. You know, some of the the Four Horsemen, Mythic Legion stuff, where there's like a dozen characters or whatever. But like, I bet it's still about also... the same amount of money though, because Super Seven they're getting up there per right. figure. Right. It's more money per figure. Yep. And it's only ever going to be that figure. Like with with Mythic Legions, like I said, I had so many of them. I don't think any two of them look identical at this point. Oh, the pop and swap. Oh, I fell down that rabbit hole this week with that stupid contest and the cabal. (laughs) I didn't submit one. You didn't submit one? You got like 20 right behind you. (laughs) (laughs) They're right in front of you. I'm not sure where in your room they are, but they're there. I know they are. Yeah, they're mostly up here. <laughs> yeah, right up there. <laughs> I, guess, I tell you what, though. The hard thing about that was the fact that they, it was limited to two two named figures and one Legion builder. So three max, mm. but one of them had to be a Legion builder. And I know we talked. I struggled with that because I'm like, well, I want this Yours and was this great. and this and this and this. Like, So that was the hardest part of that contest was how do I get what I want to do with only two figures in a builder. Yeah, I had one that I thought about doing, but I couldn't remember where all the parts came from. <laughs> and I couldn't remember if I went more than three and if one of them yeah. was, if they were all named or not. So I'm like, uh, I just, I didn't bother doing entry for it. So yeah. No, oh, one less person I have to compete with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a, it's a slippery slope, but yeah. yeah. So hang in there, guys. The pre-orders will get fulfilled. I get the frustration and everything. Um, the only thing I had to say, well, and here's last thing I'll say about it. That's the trade-off, right? Because we can go on Big Bad Toy Store right now. We can get all the figures, and we don't have to put up a dime, but you're going to pay mm-hmm. more. So again, you're... Yeah. 
the horsemen give so much. Like, they're saying, if you're willing to pay us early in the pre-order, you're getting a significant discount, you know, versus regular retail, you know. Because retail on Mythics really is the Big Bad Toy Store price, the, you know, Horsehead Collectibles price. Like, that's retail on Mythics. We're getting them below retail by getting in early and getting them direct. So Yeah, we're you getting them for the same price. Yeah, we're getting for the same price the retailers are mm-hmm. when we get them from them directly. Now, I don't know if they get like a bulk discount if they order so much. I'm sure, I'm you know, sure I they don't, probably don't get a little bit more off, but, but I yeah, don't think we're paying that much more per figure at the end of the day. Right. than they are because they have to make some money back. I mean, I don't know how all that business side of it works, but you know, the fact that they're all kind of uniform across the price on it, you know, between them and Mallfish and like uh, some of them, like Mallfish and I think Empire, you can put a couple bucks down ahead of time. Yeah. You know. And I think Horsehead you know, does that too. You put a little deposit. Yeah. Down. But yeah, yeah, if you don't want to be out all that yeah. money for a year potentially beforehand, then there are other options. Yeah. So. And people have done the math, you know, like per figure. With shipping, it's not that much cheaper buying them from the horsemen. Well, after shipping and taxes depends on how a many, lot of the how many you're buying. Like depends the all, on how many you're buying. Like when you when the pre order comes up, the all in like that's significant. But yeah, one figure yes. plus the shipping is not that much different, other than you know that it's potentially been handled right. by William Smithsonian, which. The I mean the all in is cheaper per figure. Like I mean, right. it takes even the cheaper price down. And the shipping, the all in shipping's better because it's built into that one square box. Yep, you know? they don't have to. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. So, and I did. I read through a bunch of the comments, and a lot of people were supportive, and a lot of people gave yep. good explanations. Like it didn't turn into a nasty thing that I've seen no. on other groups and stuff. Right. And the poster, um, like he, you know, he seemed to respond to the 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 comments and stuff and seem to be taking it all in. So it was like a good learning moment for, yeah, that's for what... new people, which I'm, I still consider myself new. I've only been in oh, the ball for four months, six months. And I don't so. get handwritten notes in my shipments yet. So that's, that's I got one. Did you, you got one? Look at it's a, um, my, uh, my first reinforcement order. Um, I had yeah. like a, a, thanks for the order. Jesse. Or something like that. Nice. You, you, so see, you're even more in than me. But see, you're in that you're in that sweet PA area there, where you can be a, a four horseman groupie up and down the coast. <laughs> they don't come my way too often. I don't even think they come to Chicago anymore. It doesn't I don't know if Chicago has anything anymore. But uh, so you uh, speaking of shipping delays, let's go into our new segment. Uh, this we're tentatively titling. State of the stores. Now, what this is going to be is uh, it's designed for us to talk about the state of our local stores, Walmart, Target, Meyer, whatever, whatever you have. And we're going to talk about, you know, new toys that are coming out that we've seen. Uh, we'll talk about some peg warmers. We're going to be all over the board. So, but just basically what we're seeing. And I got to say, I'll just blanket to start with. All of my stores, you know, I've got Walmart and Meyer near me. 
And then on my sales route for my job, I actually service a Walmart and a Meyer. So I'm in a Walmart at least once, you know, at least five times a week, you know. Okay. So one thing I have noticed is that all of them finally seem to be rebounding where there's actually toys on the shelves. Because for many months, it was just like pegs and no figures. Um, but that's going to take me to my first peg warmer of the segment. And I think a lot of it has to do with the shipping delays. The Retro Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by Playmates. Those guys are everywhere. So many of them. I mean, I've, I've got to say the Walmart I was just in today has at least 10 full sets of the Brothers, the Four Turtles. Wow. Um, I counted at one point they had 25 party wagons. Like, they were all up on the top, double stacked. Um, now, to me, that's saying, because if you remember, before the holidays... Everyone was looking for them. They were like, I I don't even think I saw all four turtles leading up to Christmas. Like, I don't think I ever saw Michelangelo, I think it was. And I never saw like them, um, like it'd be like, there's a Donatello, you know, a couple days, maybe a Leonardo. Like, mm-hmm. and I never saw the party wagon until like the past month. So to me, that's screaming, they got stuck on a boat somewhere. And this was supposed to be out before Christmas, and everyone's just getting them now. Because the quantities that my local store is getting is just obscene. So it means they're just saying, I don't know, are you seeing the same thing over there? Yeah, um, so like, I got all four of them back in the fall, whenever they were out, I, I, I ordered them through the store, and... Um, I think one was a store pickup, three were getting shipped, and then one of them got canceled because they didn't have it. Um, right. Eventually, I got all four of them. I think I paid 20 bucks for one of them on eBay just because like, I wanted to complete the set and open them, Yeah. Um, which I actually didn't. I opened the, the van they did a couple years ago for San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. I had them on like displays, but the yeah. new, the retro ones have the individual style cards. Yep, yep, yep. So, I kept them in package and I opened the, the party nice. wagon box set. Um, yep, yep. But yeah, I would only see one, maybe yep. two on a shelf. Um, and then I would see like two or three Michelangelos at a time or two Leonardos. And then I'd never see any of them. But yeah, lately when I've gone in, I've noticed uh, pretty much all four of them are there, at least a couple deep on the, the hooks. Yeah. I think I've seen the party wagon once or twice, but it was definitely not like a stack of them. Oh, no, it's a stack of them. I know they even clearance some of them down. I think they were like 25 or something like that for a minute there. And, yeah, it's like, and, and, you know, so to me that screams like, and that'd be, that's an easy Christmas present, right? Like, somebody in our lives is like going down the aisle and they're like, oh, Jesse liked turtles. I'm going to grab a, you know, you know. I know my mom, she still sends me figures for Christmas and stuff. Like, usually it's stuff I have already, but, like, same <laughs> thing. She just goes down there and says, oh, here's a He-Man figure. I'm going to send it to Matt because that's my thing. Like, 
So yeah, I definitely think that those should have been out before Christmas for that reason. And it's just the delays. I mean, even the collector's section over in Walmart, like I'm seeing a bunch of Christmas story stuff pop up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, now, you did you really, and maybe I just don't know the industry, but I'm like, did you really plan this for an April release, a March release? Like that just seems odd. Yeah, I agree. There's like the multi-pack, like the kind of gift box sets of stuff. Um, like the Mariah Carey Christmas ornament. Yeah. <laughs> like in the Walmart collector section. Yeah. And it's just like, these are really strange. Um, yeah. I think like all the Christmas Funko Pops came out like after New Year's at our yep. store. Yeah. Um, and sometimes like they'll get a small shipment of very limited quantities and then everybody freaks out. And then like with the turtles, several months after they were supposed to be out, there's a flood of them. And now, yeah, you know, right. and I don't care about the value of my stuff after the fact. Like, right. that's not a. I only care if I have to pay that much to get it from somebody <laughs> else. Right, right, but it is that thing. It's like, yeah, it's you know, Rise of Evil two pack. I mean, that thing was going for big bucks when it first came out, and now they're glutting everywhere. You know, um, so what? Uh, anything else that you're seeing? Uh, I guess we'll stick with peg warmers for a moment. Are you seeing anything just peg warming? No one seems to be interested. Um, uh, a, a lot of the McFarlane stuff um, is is uh, sitting on the shelves. Um, yeah, certain waves, certain figures, certain waves. Not, and, and I'm not putting them down or anything because I, I buy some of them. Um, but like, uh. I've been seeing a lot of the the King Shazams lately and um, like the armored Batman and like, you know, kind of the alternate suit Batmans that don't seem to be yeah. as, as much of a, you know, cause he's kind of like flooded, flooded the engine with bat Batman specifically. Um, 100%. Yeah. That, that horse but, wave is everywhere right now that I'm seeing. And it just seems to be I've seen a couple of them, but not a whole set. Um, yeah. I think mine had to have pretty close to the whole set. But I know the target by me has had um, an entire peg full of the uh, carbonized Black Series Biker Scout Trooper. Oh, yeah. For Star Wars. Mine is the... uh, I think they finally cleared them out, but it was the... uh, Oh, what's her name? The Armor from Mandalorian. Yeah. And the carbonized. There was like a whole... See, I haven't seen her. Forever. (laughs) <laughs> it was crazy. Like, and they've only been there for two, two or three weeks, and then yeah. they restocked, and I saw like a whole bunch of the heavy. I think it was the heavy Mando and him, um, or someone else. And then, unfortunately, there's always whether it's vintage or black series. There's always at least two or three Landos of <laughs> each style yes. sitting on the shelf, and it's like I was excited to get the general Lando from Return of the Jedi because I like that figure better than the Empire one the figure um so i was really excited to get him and uh and then i just see him everywhere (laughs) ain't that the truth i got uh it's actually it actually seems to be taunting me because um out of the spider-man the the retro wave i don't even know what the that's got like the animated series card back oh yeah yeah um yeah, ha- Hammerhead and Shocker are just everywhere. 
And all I want is a black suit Spider-Man, and he, him and uh, Ben Riley are the only ones that I have never seen. I have seen Armored. I have seen, I think, the Hobgoblins in that wave. Um, I've seen everybody except for except for the Spider-Man. I wish I would have known you were looking for him. I saw him a couple weeks ago. It was only one of them. The black suit? And I, oh, I, I was tempted to get it, but I was like... I was kind of I, phasing out my, my Marvel Legends. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, but it's Black Suit Spider-Man. Maybe I'll just leave That's... this one in the card. And I'm like, I'm going to put it back. Um, <laughs> so close. So if but I no, see it again, I'll let you know. Well, it's that thing, too, because like I've seen him at toy shows and everything else. But I'm like, honestly, the, I feel that Marvel Legends are overpriced. Especially those for what you're getting. I mean, I think at 22 or 25... And, like, he comes with an alternate set of hands. Like, but it is that thing. It's, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, it's black suit Spidey. Like, that was a huge moment in, in my childhood. The, oh, my God, it's a black suit Spider-Man. What's, you know, and then with it becoming Venom and every, like, that was just a huge thing. Like, that's, that's my era of Spider-Man there. So, <laughs> it's, I still have my, you know, I got that curio cabinet. I was telling you about to display, not this one, this is my wife's dish cabinet, but on the other yeah. side of this wall where you guys can't see, I got that cabinet, and yeah, one of the first figures I got in there was my, you know, um, I mean, no, I don't even think they were called Legends back then, but the Toy Biz Black Suit Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was like first wave. It might have been called Spider-Man Classics or something like that. I, I don't think they were called Legends yet at that point. Um, were they the, the, the six inch, like the like 85 points of articulation ones? Yep. And they came with the stands like his, yeah, they could the, like mount on the wall or whatever. Yep, it was, yeah, it was they the were with the symbiote. Like what are they called legends yep. back then? I yeah. Cause were, I was yeah, collecting right. those back then. Um, yep. and they came with a comic, yeah. they, 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 the comic, mm-hmm. the base and the figure. I don't think I had the base anymore. I think it got lost in one of the moves. But that's one figure I've, I've held on to throughout the years, and it was one of the nice. first to put in there. So, yeah, it's one of those, it's like, but I'm not paying the $40, $50, $60 people are asking for at toy shows. Like, I know. I will pay retail. Like, that's already too much, in my opinion. Yeah. But I'll do it for, I'll do it for that one figure. <laughs> if it was an exclusive and if it was next year, I might consider paying that much for it. Yeah. But it's like, you're the reason it's not in my Target. You're the reason it's not in my Walmart. Right, so right. I'm not buying from you. Right, exactly. I will make you sit on that until you return it, and then I will go get it. So, And if someone else wants to, that's them. That's just like... I, th- no, yeah, I know. And there's, yeah. there's plenty of figures I'll pay over for. I just, I don't think... I don't think it's that good of a figure, if that makes sense. Like, like he should have some webbing. He should have, like, something, some accessories, some attachments. Yeah. Like, I just, I think that's what really kills me, because you you look at a Mythics, which, granted, the horsemen spoil us, but you look at Mythics, and it's like, you know, for, for 35 bucks, we're getting all these weapons, all these accessories, armor, like, you know, and, and they're like, and Hasbro's like, oh, 25 bucks, and you get a spider which I'm yeah. and I'm gonna rip them off the card because I I keep very very few things on card. Like I want to display him next to my toy biz. You know, the, sure. That's that's the fun in it for me. So, 
Um, new and noteworthy, I did see... It seems that NECA has really turned around their distribution. Um, Casey and April, that farm two-pack, they were out like day and day at my lo- at my Walmart. And uh, they also had the Ultimate April O'Neill there. Um, I've seen all of the Turtle two-packs that they were re-releasing. And the Shredder and Splinter. And Hamato Yoshi and Oroko Saki. Like in the past... Month, I have seen more NECA than I ever had in the stores. For those, I've only seen the uh, the Oroku and Hamato two pack. Yeah, um, there's been like three or four of those sitting in my Walmart the whole time. I just, you know, it's cool for what I have in that line. It's not what mm-hmm. I want to grab. And the the other two packs, I have all the figures. The only one I'd be maybe interested in getting is the April and Casey two pack, which I've not seen yet. Um, yeah. He's coming. Don't worry. I mean, except my, my Walmart had like six of them, so there's there's gonna be plenty to go around. And they so they, they absolutely nailed the bulge. Don't worry, the bulge is completely intact. Um, the what? Uh, Casey's bulge. They sculpted it <laughs> to perfection. I mean, it is it is Elias Codius all the way. I was really worried that wasn't going to be there. Well, I mean, that's that's why you get that pack. I mean, <laughs> that's not why I get that back. But, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I, if I was going to pick up a Casey in April, it would be that pack. Um, and I think she looks better in that than she does in the reporter outfit, you know, the ultimate uh, April O'Neil pack, uh, figure. So, yeah. Um, but I actually don't have any of those. I've been contemplating getting the movie Turtles, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. And it's not a line I would want to go deep on. Um, honestly, that's, that's one I could probably just do the four Turtles. Maybe Shredder? Or maybe I would just get the Super Shredder? Like, I don't know. Like I, But that'd probably be about it, honestly. I think I could stop at four to five figures and be like, yeah, movie line's complete. I've got all the characters from the the first movie, except for Danny. I don't. I didn't <laughs> care enough about Loot Crate to do the Danny figure. If they did like a standard release of him in a store that I could just get, maybe. Um, yeah. Probably not at this point. Um, uh, but uh, now, if they make a Sam Rockwell foot <laughs> gang guy, I will totally get that. Um, Sam Rockwell and I'll probably over get the, Danny, the central. Viewer's focal point is a no, but the guy menthol irregular, like, and he yeah, had to come with yeah. the cigarette cartons, right? Like, oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, I, I just the thing because, like, Sean and I, I don't, I mean, we saw that movie together opening day, right, thirty one years ago or thirty two years ago, whatever it was. And uh, you know, there are certain lines that we'll just be hanging out or talking or with other people, and yeah. you know, that regular menthol or like. Pork rind, pork rind, and like you know, it's just um, no, it's, yeah, yeah, it takes you right back. Now, I did forget about Toka and Razar though, and I love me some I, Secret of the Ooze, so I, I'm I would probably I'd probably get them before I got Shredder, to be honest with you, if I was gonna get like villains for them to I, go against. Contemplated doing the reorder that they put up. Yeah. Um, I think the ended this week or ends this weekend or whatever. But uh, 
I don't know if like they're really cool looking figures, but I I tore my Super Shredder apart to customize for Mythic Legion stuff. So, um, <laughs> uh, but the Token Razor look really cool, but they oh, wouldn't yeah. fit in the display I have of the turtles. So I'm probably just gonna just hold on. The only other character I'll probably get is Kino. Oh yeah, um, and if yeah, they Kino. if they ever get the rights to do Tatsu, I'll get him. Yeah, that, that's the surprising one that they haven't hit him yet. Um, and I got I got to figure it's it's him holding out. I think that's something I heard. I can't say that with any concrete sources or anything, but that was something I heard that there was some issue with his likeness um, being uh, approved or something. Yeah. Well, that's what's the problem with with uh, Casey for so like they released that first Casey with just the hockey mask because they couldn't mm-hmm. they didn't have Elias's permission yet. Um, yeah, I think I saw someone pull the mask off and try to like customize it, and it, it right. definitely was not sculpted based on his face. No, not at all. No, nope. uh, they are all still available for pre order on NECA right now. I it doesn't show an end date on their site, but yeah. You can still get the Tokorazar and the Turtles 2 uh, four pack, so. and the accessory set. So that's all still out there, if anyone's yeah. interested. So what about you? Anything new and notable in your stores? Um, yeah, I, I can show a couple things off. I was on my way to D&D last night, and I had to stop in and get some shredded Parmesan cheese for our dinner. Mm-hmm. And as always, I ran through the toy store real quick, or the toy section. And I did find Perceptor. Oh, nice! From the uh, War for Cybertron, like- C- whatever. Or, no, no, no. Well, it's the it's the Studio series. Sorry, I'm sorry. He's part okay. of the Studio series. Yeah, yeah. There's the so many lines now. No, he um, looks great. Yeah, uh, I had him on pre order at Big Bad Toy Store, and it was saying I think like December or mm-hmm. something for his release date. So I was like, well, drop okay, that. Cancel that. Um, now, did those ones transform the Studio Series or no? Yes, the Studio Series are just like the the War for Cybertron trilogy figures. Gotcha. They like they. I have them in with the rest of my um, Transformers display because they they look you know they don't have the weathering and damage that they started with Siege, right. but like they still are. It's like the same design aesthetic for them, and I think the Legacy line is too. Uh, when that, I think that's kind of the new wave. It's just, yeah. they have to have specific branding for them. They can't just call it Transformers. <laughs> yes, just to mess with you. I have apparently seen- Blaster is coming out, and he's in both the Legacy packaging and the Kingdom packaging, but it's the exact same figure. Sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, so then the Mint and Box guys are like, I need both. So Yeah. I've, I've been and- seeing a lot of the uh, Beast Wars stuff at... at- my stores, which is really cool. That's the retro that's, stuff. Yeah, the retro Beast Wars stuff. The same packaging and everything. Like, I'm not gonna pick anything of it up, but it just it takes me back to to middle school when my my buddy Nick was really into um, them. And yeah, there's there's some good figures out of that line. I mean, and the show is really good. I have not revisited it, but it's one of those that just kind of sticks in my mind. Like, I enjoyed it overall. So. That was a series that never, because I don't think I was really aware of that series until I was in college. Yeah. I don't remember when it came out, but um, 
something like mid to I late saw 90s, some of, 96, 90. Yeah, I mean, I started college in 97, so yeah. Yeah, um, you're old. we know. Yeah, you'd like to throw that in there every time. I do. I really do. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't bother me. Um, yeah, first episode no, was so September yeah. of 96, and it went for three okay. seasons. So yeah, 96. So yeah, senior high school. I was still a nerd and geeky and into all sorts of stuff, just not Beast Wars. I, yeah. I, as much as I, as a guy who loved animal characters as a kid, animal transformers, when they weren't the cassettes, <laughs> always kind of weird. Like, it didn't make sense to me. Like, Right. Um, yeah, it's like I had a couple of the egg it. ones, you know, um, in, the, in the late 80s. They had those, like, eggs. Yep. Um. And then there, I don't know if they were the pretenders or the ones where it was like, it was like a bear with like a gun on it. And then like a figure came out of the middle of it. It was like a shell, like almost like an Easter egg that you opened up. And I think that was pretenders. Yeah. Um, And I know there was like the humanoid ones that looked like people and, and, you know, but anyway, (laughs) yeah, I see, I do see a lot of those um, and a lot of the Jurassic Park uh, reissues and repaints. um, Yeah. Excuse me, Jurassic World stuff are are peg warming. Where they were, they were really hot over the last two three years since mm-hmm. uh, was eighteen when Toys R Us was closing. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think once uh, oh Fallen Kingdom Dominion Seven? Dominion. Well, I think once Dominion come uh, comes out, it's gonna it's gonna all that dust will be gone off those toys. Like yeah. Because they're just well, the thing, like good dino toys at a reasonable price. They were, and for a while, I had almost every single one. Um, yeah. I've cut it back to ones that were mainly featured in the movies, and then a couple others I'm saving to work into my Mythic Legions, and uh, a couple ones oh, I yeah. just really like the designs of. Um, but yeah, and um, yeah, so those are things I see peg warming the. Even though I liked season one, I didn't watch season two yet of the Masters CG show. I see oh, a lot of those figures get sitting around. Those are those are good toys. Those are the those are the best ten dollar toy in the toy aisle right now. Um, I would say the um, I'm not collecting them, but I like them. Again, I'm cobbling them into Mythic Legion stuff, the uh, McFarlane Avatar $10 figures are pretty decent. For, I've heard good things about those too. Yep. Yep. Um, for like filling in some like Legion Builder stuff, especially with like the Goblin extra heads and stuff you get. Yeah. It, it's really easy to put a couple extra bodies in your display. Absolutely. Wow. Good um, oh, real quick, I did get um, a Demona last week. Nice. She's been a hot one. Um, my friend yeah they're the only thing i don't like about them is the wings they're really brittle sounding plastic well yeah it's very nervous it's NECA, so they have to have brittle plastic so when i got uh i got bronx this week my friend um messaged me and uh so there's the folded wings for goliath Nice. Now are those they any softer? Are, yeah, yeah, they're like a, a thick kind of like leather. Like they're thicker than the the pieces on Mythic Legions. Yeah, um, you know it's denser, and of course, Bronx. He's great. I've seen him. He could. He he's, could easily be. He's got like a soft. Too. Yeah, he's got like a soft 
skin Jesus. over whatever's underneath um, that the, the pegs plug into and stuff. But yeah, he's cool. He comes with a alternate head. Well, he did come with an alternate head. There it is. Oh, yeah. And then like a rack of meat of some sort. <laughs> I love it. And then uh, Sean and I's mutual friend Andrew found this for me because I'm a big raft guy. Oh, the yeah, the Frankenstein raft. Yeah, so I'll get him in the April. I'm not going to do the whole line, but um, yeah, he's got like actual like plastic chains that are definitely yeah. is uh, electro size. He's got different hands, um, and the packaging is really cool. Um, I don't save a lot of my boxes, but I save that one. Right, right. And the last new thing, this was on during the Target Con, or Walmart Collector Con. Um, I have the Pac-Man from SH Fig Yards, like $20, $25, ridiculously articulated Pac-Man figure for being a ball. Um, And I've been wanting to get one of those Jack's Sonics, but like they all look too small. And then I saw this one in the Target Con or Walmart thing where it's oh, like wow. painted like cell shading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it comes with a skateboard, which I guess I'm not as into Sonic because I don't remember the skateboard ever being a thing. But um, I wanted him to go with my Pac-Man on my, my retro shelf of nice. nostalgia yeah. stuff. So That actually reminds me. I stopped at a Target on my way home today and I saw the Sonic 2 figures had here. Yeah. I'd forgotten about those, but they, they look good. I mean, they, they look like Sonic. Thank, thank God. Thanks to the internet and all the fanboys. Like, um, I'm really excited for this, the Sonic movie. Like I, the first one for all the not Sonic it is and all the not Sonic, I was worried like with the trailers and everything else. Like it's actually a pretty damn good Sonic movie. It's pretty decent. Yeah, I watched it on Netflix last year, whenever it came out, or whatever channel it was on. Right. Yeah, no, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I was I was going into it expecting like Super Mario Brothers like levels of you know, especially with him coming to Earth and, you know honestly Jim Carrey as Robotnik scared the crap out of me as far as casting choices, and I love Jim Carrey. Uh, I, I love '90s Jim Carrey, so like I I was really worried, but then we watched it, and I'm like, all right, this works. And I know in like the recent animated series, they've done a lot more of the Sonic on Earth stuff, so that's not. But like my mind doesn't go there. My mind goes to you know other world Sonic because that's the games I grew up on, obviously. Yeah, I go mostly. I knew I saw some of the cartoon. I guess when I was a kid, or yeah. I don't remember when that was out, but I was you know late middle school, high school. I think when that stuff was coming out. So just for me at that point, I was all about comic books. Yep. And you know anything that looked like it was more, I don't want to say childish, but more of that yeah. cutesy stuff. I, I wasn't into. Um, right. So. Uh, Except for Tiny Toons. I love Tiny Toons. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good show. I'm not going to lie. And uh, Animaniacs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those are good. I watch those all the time. But yeah, no, Sonic 2, though, it looks like... It, I mean, you got Knuckles, you got the Chaos Emerald, you got Jim Carrey fully coming into his Robotnik-ness. 
Like, mm. I'm, I'm actually pumped for Entails. I mean, mm. the, the game's all here. It's, uh, yeah. It should be, a, it should be, it'll be good. And Cyclops it'll is It'll be fun. It. Yeah. I got a needle. I got a needle. We'll get there someday. I was like, I'm someday, not going to talk about X-Men. We'll get there someday, I wasn't going to mention X-Men. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> thanks to Jesse, and it's fitting that he showed off all of his uh, NECA Gargoyles figures, he sent a message in our group chat the other day. Um, and I, I'll paraphrase here, correct me if I, but I think again, the essence of the message was uh, that you felt Gargoyles uh, was one of the most underrated shows of the 90s, I believe was the, the essence of the message. That works, yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those that I'd always, like it's always been on the list to revisit and I've just never gotten there for whatever reason. Um, and it's one of those shows, it's like, I, I, I remember it. I like the designs. It's definitely in the vein of stuff I like, but I just don't recall watching a lot of the episodes. The only one I could remember, like, vividly was the one where uh, Broadway, the Green Gargoyle, shoots uh, Alisa, the, the detective mm-hmm. that is their friend. Like... Uh, the very special episode of Gargoyles, and it stuck with me. So on his recommendation, I fell down the rabbit hole, and it's been, I think, two weeks, and I am like 30-some episodes in now. <laughs> um, and Jesse, I, you're watching it along at the same time here, so uh, yeah. do, do you remember the uh, what episode number you're on I just finished, I think it was episode fifth, I think I'm watching episode 50, so I think I just finished 14 of season that's, two. That's what I would have guessed, too. Yeah, so the I'm, one where uh, Xanatos is, take, takes uh, uh, Hudson hostage. <laughs> yeah, this one, it's, uh, it, and it's set up really oddly, because season one is a, is a, a nice compact thirteen episode, like I think I finished that during my my days off, and then I went into season two, kind of expecting the same thing, but season two got a whopping fifty two episodes, um, of which I just finished before this recording. I finished episode twenty five of season two, so I've been plugging along, man. I nice this show. I mean, I it may be ahead of its time for today, to be honest with you. And guys, if you haven't revisited it, uh, we're probably gonna drop some spoilers here, so just be warned. Um, but we we gotta we gotta talk about some stuff here. So Jesse, what do you? I mean, you were a little bit older than me too when it came out. So what do you remember about? Did you watch this? Follow this religiously in its uh, initial run? I I tried to. I think just. Just with the way my life was when this was coming out, I um, once I got to like middle school, my stepdad would take me to work with him a lot in the evenings after school, and I'd still have to get my schoolwork and stuff done. Or um, by the time I got like later middle school, high school, 
I was really involved with the involved with the, the youth group at my church. So I wasn't always able to watch all the things I wanted to watch. And I wasn't coordinated enough to remember to like set a VCR to tape stuff. Um, right. It was kind of like, oh, this is on. I want to watch this, <laughs> you know. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. So that one, I don't remember where I fell into it, but I, I loved it from the first time, whatever episode I saw it. Mm-hmm. And it must have been somewhere in season two that I saw stuff because mm-hmm. then I went, I know, then I saw, I guess during reruns of it, they played like the origin story. I saw that much later in my viewing of it. Um, I definitely have not seen all of it um, until now. I'm, I'm like, so I'm about 12 or 13, 14 episodes into season two. Um, but I just remembered, of course, the episode where he shoots, uh, Elisa by mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the Wolfpack characters, uh, yeah. stuff with, uh, Macbeth. Um, my memory of how Macbeth was, was, was off. Cause I've had so much of in my head of the, the actual Shakespeare story since I saw the, the show that I forgot he was more of like a like modern bounty hunter type guy, mostly right. in this show. Um, and then stuff with like the Weir sisters and Puck and like all that stuff. Um, like I remember some of that other things. And uh, so I just really liked how it was progressive storytelling, even though I missed out on some of it. I was like, oh, wow, this isn't just yeah, Raphael, you know, forgets his sigh and, you know, gets mad at everybody or, you know, Michelangelo gets his feelings hurt, so he runs away and meets right. a clown or something. You know, it was just <laughs> it wasn't just like random right. episodes. Like they had some of that, but it all still helped add to the story. Like it let you get to know the characters. It was building something up. Yeah. I think we were talking how they set stuff up and then they don't knock that domino down until much no. later. I I just um I won't spoil anything, but I just finished uh this three-parter entitled Avalon, and yes, I, I would say that that is kind of the and it's about like it's about mid-season, so I'm curious to see where they're going from there. But like, finally, after seeing season one, all thirteen episodes, and now twenty-five episodes into season two, I finally feel like I have all the answers from what they set up in episode one of season one. Like, is, that, is, they they were throwing stuff out there that I was like, wait, what? A, no, like, that doesn't make sense. And then they just left it. Like, they're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're moving on for 32 episodes after that. <laughs> and I'm like, but they, but they got there. They got there. And the thing is, like... Again, I'm not going to, you know, I, I obviously you remember some of it. His eyes lit up when I mentioned Avalon, but, like, nothing in that first episode was throwaway. Yeah. Everything in that first episode was intentionally there. Um but yeah, seeing how seeing how all that comes to play, how all this is set up, how the just just the forethought and the planning, like they, there's no way they even knew they were getting a season two. 
I, you know, in those days when that season one aired, but they still did not <clears throat> like there was no, you know, you can tell when that when a show like tries to hastily wrap stuff up at the end of a season because they don't know if they're getting another one, and they didn't do it. They said, "Nope, we're gonna leave it here." Obviously, if we get another season, we'll get to it. If not, like this is just yeah. how it's gonna go down. Um, but yeah, I think that that's what's most impressive, and honestly, that would have been lost on me as a kid. Um, and the amount of stuff they go back to, I mean, especially in season two, almost every episode starts with a previously on, but it's not like a previously on, like, where last episode, it's previously on, like, right. hey, remember this from season one? Yeah. Anything you could have watched up to this point is open right. for insertion in that flashback. Which I love. Previously. I love I love that the creators were like, no, kids are going to be trying to follow this. Kids are not going to be able to sit down every day. Like, they're going to... I mean, growing up, we missed episodes. And you just mm -hmm. missed them. Hopefully during the summer, you were able to catch back up, but that was your best bet back then. Or, heaven forbid, like, the episode you missed happened to get onto a VHS release. You know? They didn't even... <laughs> kids, they didn't even release all of the episodes back then. It was, like, select episodes for most yeah. shows. So... But yeah, the fact that they took the time and they said they said no, we know, we know kids are gonna forget some of this stuff. We know they're gonna miss days and still, but they still present it in a way where it's like, hey, look, if nothing else, here's your bullet points before we go into this new episode about Macbeth or about Demona or whoever. Mm -hmm. um, is Avalon? I'm gonna say a name. I don't. Okay. Um, is this is that the story with Oberon? Not in, not Oberon in uh, person. But yeah. is that name mentioned in that story? It is mentioned, all? yes. Okay, okay. So, because I think that might have been some of the early stuff. Yeah, he's mentioned quite a bit because I mean he's obviously with Puck, and there's yeah. the the talisman as well. Like, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up now that you mention it. Because he, he is. I just knew that guy. name and that character had a significance in the show. I just couldn't remember. But as soon as yeah. you said Avalon, that I think those were some of the early episodes I saw because it yeah. had all that kind of medieval sword and sorcery fantasy stuff mixing in. Yep. And I, again, I don't remember exactly how those episodes specifically played out. But when you said Avalon, I'm like, that's what I was looking for. You're you're gonna you're gonna love it. I'm getting close to it, so you're gonna love maybe it. tomorrow. Yeah. And it and that's the thing, it just it kind of builds to this this fever pitch and it's like, you know I, and I like that they, they set their rules in this show. You know me, I'm a big rule guy. Whenever a show or something like breaks its rules, it ticks me off, it drives me nuts. But like and I, I didn't realize this, like they set up that the gargoyles can't fly. I always thought mm -hmm. they flew. They, you know, even though they specifically say in one of the early episodes, like we don't fly. We, we glide on air currents. Like, and you'll see that, you know. Yeah. If they're on the ground, they don't take off. They've got to climb, you mm -hmm. know, get up high, and then they can, you know, fall in the And that sky. always just takes me to that that moment in the, the opening sequence, like the intro, when you hear Goliath roar, and you see him, like, clawing up the wall, and you right. hear those, like, those... those 
deep sounds in the, and I'm like, oh, I just remember that hooked me so much with the yep. music and everything was so oh, good. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And I like, you know, and it also kind of, it, it takes out the, the, the safety net too, right? Because like these characters are, are, they're powerful, but they're gliding. Like they can fall, you know, mm-hmm. we see in the first episode or the first, like the, the, the first five parter, you know, with Demona, like she falls and they legitimately believe she's dead because they can fall. Yeah. Like I, it, it, there's lots of real stakes in this series and, yeah. and just the whole concept through. of them turning to stone by day where they can yeah. just get smashed. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're completely defenseless, you know, you, you know, and it's like, it doesn't even take, like a wrecking ball to destroy, you know, like someone with a really good sledgehammer could destroy it. Like, yeah, I, I just really like that. They did that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, in the, uh, like I said, we, we, we can go spoilers here. I won't spoil past where you are, but yeah. in the, in the opening, you know, saga there, there, the majority of their clan is destroyed by a guy with a mace during the day. Like, and yeah. I, I never realized that. I always thought that it was just Goliath and, you know, his squad, you know. And then, like, I'm watching that first episode, and we go back, and there's, like, all these gargoyles and all these unique designs. I'm like, oh, shit, this is cool. Oh, shit, they killed them all off. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, damn. Yeah. And then you get this stuff with Coldstone, where he's like oh the God, three spirits, Coldstone. like inside his mind, kind of like the whole Lawnmower Man kind of yeah. alternate reality they were in and stuff. Yeah, and th- and there's another slow burn, right? So, guy, if you haven't watched in a while, Coldstone is uh, Demona and Xanatos create this like gargoyle cyborg hybrid out of a bunch of smashed pieces of the gargoyle that got killed, you know, in the beginning and, and then with robotic parts and magic and it's really cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, it turns out that he was actually cobbled together from three different gargoyles. And so in his head, he's got three personalities. Plus for a while there, the Xanatos computer programming as mm-hmm. well. But again, like we don't even like, he's got a whole episode devoted to his creation his threat and the gargoyles dealing with him. And then it's not until his second appearance that we even find out why he was so crazy. Like that's the kind of slow burn this show does. And that's that reveal. I was like blown away. It almost even lawnmower man was a good one. Um, You know me, I'm a master's guy. My mind went to Manny faces. It's almost even Mm. like he's got, um, uh, it doesn't. He doesn't physically transform, but like just in his head, he's got like the three personalities that can, and any of them can control him. Oh yeah, and one of the gargoyles that's in his head is evil. So yeah, yeah. And the that. other one's his girlfriend. Yeah, him, it's him, his girlfriend, and then the uh, well, a jealous gargoyle because he wanted the girl. Yeah. Like yeah. In in this resurrected gargoyle cyborg body for all eternity. Yeah. Oh, and there's a computer virus too. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's so great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but one, yeah, and I, I love, like I said, that there's, there's stakes 
there's threats, and they follow through. You know, uh, Elisa's brother gets transformed, and, you mm-hmm. know, Xanatos is doing some genetics stuff, trying to, you know, immortality and all that that he's always trying to do. And, yeah, he gets transformed into this, like, winged cat creature. And he stays that way. As far as what I've watched, he stays that way. Like, almost any other show, especially in the 90s, by the end of the episode, you know, April's turned back into a reporter, you know. Yeah. You know, you know Tila's fine. Like, everything is, is da-da-da-da-da-da, status quo by the end of the episode. You know, yeah. and this one's just like... No, he got he got changed. Did you not see it? Like that's not a undo. Like he got mutated. Yeah. Like oh my god, it's just the the real stakes and and the consequences of these actions. Um, well, and there's even the episode where Demona's messing with stuff <laughs> and she tries episode? to make the humans disappear, so it turns them all into yeah. Turns yeah. all the humans into gargoyles and vice versa. Yeah. But is it that episode where, like, she tries to undo it or what? And she gets turned to where instead of turning to stone? Yes, yes, that's Puck's the, parting. So, parting so the major snap. events in the episode are rectified by the end of the episode, but her story is permanently altered going forward. Right. Yeah. That, you know, so. I couldn't believe that. And, you know, that, that Puck character was great, too. He. It's kind of played the genie type, like where he's like Demona's got him trapped and he has to do what she wants, but he twists it a little bit. Like, yeah, like she, she that was she, my first real uh, setup with like the the fantasy trope or the character about like having to word things very specifically. Yes. Um, yeah. Was his iteration, and granted, with like the genie, you know, and the Aladdin, you know, just make your wish, but it wasn't like anywhere near as as nuanced as Puck. Right, right. No, and he's like, I guess more uh, monkey's paw, you know, like that sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, she, Demona wishes, she says she doesn't, she wants all the humans gone from the city, only gargoyles. So he changes all the humans into gargoyles. And she's like, no, I want the gargoyles, change them back to humans. And so he's like, all right. So then, but then he does Goliath and the actual gargoyles into humans Mm -hmm. and I still say they missed a step there because Goliath should have been a big black man. I'm just saying. Voice-wise, I agree with you, but based on the fact that everybody was in Scotland, I think that's probably why Yeah, maybe. majority of the populace in Scotland in 980 or whatever would have been. He should have looked just like Keith David. That's all I'm saying. He should have, he should have at least been the same color as um, Elisa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he, he should have at least been like a like a tan dark brown, yep, you know. Yep. Um, oh, for sure. But yeah, that was and that that brought up some uh, some stuff with with Goliath and Elisa, like that I hadn't really thought about up to that point. Like they 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 got some they got some chemistry going on all of a sudden. And I guess because I saw later stuff before those episodes, and. I'm just kind of a sappy romantic kind of guy anyway with those sorts of things. Um, I always kind of felt those things were there between them. Maybe not like overtly. Cause I don't know if they ever go overtly with it. I don't remember 
that much of it, but it's like they definitely have yeah. a deep love for each other that probably skirts on romantic if if they never get to fully go. Th- I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to be gross or anything, but like, no, no, yeah, but I, I yeah, I don't think that they would ever actually, you know, take it there, but. In the context of that episode where they were, you know, lining up species-wise at certain points, you know, it gave it gave the characters the opportunity to kind of delve into their own feelings a little bit. And that's yeah, that's what kind of took me out of surprise is the fact that, because you always kind of go, oh yeah, you know, Mikey and April, or, you know, like, that. that's always just kind of a in-your-head kind of thing. But to actually see the characters themselves go like... Well, wait a minute. You're a gargoyle. I'm a gargoyle. <laughs> like, that's well, what took me by surprise. Like, the fact that they actually went there, you know, yeah. given the circumstances. Um, and it's definitely feel changed like, the way I view them afterwards. I feel like when Elisa turned into the gargoyle during that episode, she, um, oh, it's after eight. Um, it she, uh, um, what do you call it? It wasn't like she was drunk and a different personality, but I feel like some of her like human inhibitions were gone. So like she, yeah, some of that stuff I think came out because of the transformation. Right. You know, and she was excited when she turned into the gargoyle because she thought Goliath had gotten turned into a gargoyle because in her mind, she had always been a gargoyle. So it's just like yeah. some weird little, yeah, it was just, I like the little subtleties they did. To, it's almost like when um, Christopher Reeve as Clark Kent will just like stand up a little straighter when he's about right. to turn into Superman, you know? Yeah. Um, it was it was subtle. I, I liked it. Yeah. No, and I liked I liked that too, where after they were changed both sides, when the gargoyles were changed to humans too, they were like, wait, we're always human. We've, we've always been human. You know, like yeah. Puck's not only changing them, but he's like, he's like rewriting it. Like that's... You know, and they get, but they had to get jogged out of it. So that's it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of good writing, and um, and yeah, it just it's and even for the '90s, I feel like I mean, it obviously feels like a product of the '90s, but I think it's it's also achieved the Batman the Animated Series kind of thing where it's it's kind of like every time and no time and totally the 90s like it just kind of like yeah its own unique world that feels at home no matter where you are um and some of the stuff they do with the animation is like uh i mean outside of the gargoyles like like the humans they change clothes like there's they have a bunch of different outfits they change mm-hmm. even like the wolf pack they they are, are the pack uh you know they they get upgrades, they change, they evolve. You see them in street clothes, you see them in, you know, and I know that stuff like the X-Men was starting to do around that time too, but it's always refreshing to see that because, you know, growing up you're always like, April's always in the yellow jumpsuit, you know, Kern's always wearing that tie and shirt, like, but they actually see, you know, you know, Elisa especially, like, you know, and you got stuff like she shows up wearing the, uh, the, the bell from Beauty and the Beast costume, and you're like, oh yeah, this yeah. Is, this is a Disney show, like because for yeah. a second there, I'm like, wait, how how is she wearing? She's like, she's totally Belle, and then you're, yep. and you're like, oh wait, no, it, it has always been Disney's gargoyles. Like this is not, yeah. you kind of forget that because it doesn't register in my mind with like 
you know, the chip and Dale, the tailspin, but it, it really was. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's, I haven't watched, I mean, I know there are other cartoons that have done this, um, but I think the only other one that has stuck with me, not as long, but that did that kind of progressive storytelling in that way and like character development is the Clone Wars animated series. Yeah. When I initially saw that movie, I was like, all right, this is for kids. I'm out. Like, I didn't think it was bad. I was just like, it's not, it's not for me. So I'm not going to invest time in it. And then 2014, 2015, I was needing to scratch that Star Wars itch and it was all on Netflix. So I started watching it and I was like, oh man, yeah, I didn't make it very far. I'm going to try to at least get past where I was. And then they started like doing stuff with the Ahsoka character who initially I couldn't stand. Right. And, and by the end of that series, I was like, she's my favorite Star Wars character, (laughs) you know? So like, um, so I'm looking forward to, you know, getting further into, um, gargoyles and seeing where it all goes and everything yeah i got i gotta do my guilty convention i still have not been able to make it through season one of clone wars i have tried multiple times and i just i i and i hear every i hear that from everybody like if you can just get past the early stuff like it builds into something but i don't know those early episodes are just so kind of i don't they just they don't grab me and I just, I, they, I, no, you're, you're a hundred percent right. They, um, they, I, I don't, their intent to grow Ahsoka over time was always the plan. Right. At least for Dave Filoni, it was, she, she was supposed to be kind of obnoxious and annoying and a teenage know-it-all who thought she was on par with the master characters, you know? Right. So seeing them get to, to come out and, and develop her and everything was just really cool. And yeah, it's almost I don't know if it's the full two first two seasons or if it's even into the third season before like something happened in an episode. I think I had it on while I was working on an art project or something that I could just like watch episode after episode and yeah. listen more than watch. Um, and then something happened. I was like, Oh wait, this, this just got real. All of a sudden, I you know, <laughs> well, it's something about the intensity of one of the fight sequences, like the battlefield yeah. scenes. Because obviously the the droids, it's like oh, they're all Roger Roger Three Stooges, but yes. seeing like some of the stakes they eventually brought into it, I just anyway, that's a whole other topic. But again, yeah, it's flipping out. Uh, but back to, back to gargoyles. Uh, I think last thing really I want to touch on is the I'm I'm going to call it the lack of villains, and that's not to say that there's not antagonists. There is a lot of antagonists, yeah. um, all with their own unique goals. Sometimes those crisscross. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes the they're against each other. But there is no, there's no Snidely Whiplash. There's no Skeletor. There's no, there's no despot villain. You know, Xanatos yeah. is probably the closest to it. But even he, like. I get his motives. They're very human motives. They're very selfish motives. But, like, I get it. And I don't think I'm spoiling anything for you, Jesse. I apologize if I do. If I am. Go ahead. Go ahead. But, like, I even find myself rooting for Xanatos sometimes 
like especially his his relationship with Fox and how that's growing and evolving. Um, it's like it, he's very human. He's an asshole. He's selfish, but like he doesn't do stuff just for the sake of I'm evil. Like no, yes, he's got his yeah, goals. No. He's got no qualms about you know. Um, uh, you know, yeah, he will. He will totally mess up innocent lives, but like it makes sense to him for his plan. Like I don't agree with his motives, but yeah, no, like I you're get, 100% I get right. what he's going for, and yeah. that's really interesting, and it adds a great dynamic to it. I 100 percent agree with you. He's he's one of the least archetypal villains like you said he is like set against and antagonistic towards the gargoyles at times at times they have to work together and they both might not like it but like they're like all right we align and we'll come together for this and um real quick not your train of thought yeah when they come together when xanatos you know needs the gargoyles or joins forces with the gargoyles he's all in like he's not even that i'm gonna double cross them like no he's like Oh yeah, we need to do this. We're doing it. Like if he says he's going to, you know, help you light the sky on fire, he's going to help you light the sky on fire. He's not going to double cross. Like, no, this is what I agreed to. This is what we need yeah. to do. He won't hurt it, himself to hurt them. Yeah, and if and if, when he does align with them, it's when it's something that needs he needs or serves his purpose. So like, oh yeah, yeah, he's sure. going to be all in. He never does it altruistically, at least to where I'm at at this point. Um, It's always, there's always something else. Maybe it's not double crossing them, but there's always something else going on with them. And I like, and like you said, sometimes you might not know what it is until later. Because they mentioned that Eye of Odin early in the series when they steal it from the museum. Mm -hmm. And there's that whole episode with Fox, which I'm sure they'll get more into it based on what you just said. But that episode where she's got it and what happens to her... And knowing that he like intentionally did that to kind of see what happened, I'm like, how is that okay? Right. But then so I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, like, but okay, so you are at that point. Like, he gave that to her as an engagement gift. Like, you've got your your main villain getting engaged, falling in love, or as much as he can. Sure. Like, and, and same thing. He's like, he's. I, I I don't feel at least that he's using her like he actually loves her as much as he can love anybody. Yeah, you know? but when he learned it was doing stuff to her, right. he's like, oh, so that's what that does. I wondered, right. like, he knew there was a chance he was putting her in danger. Sure, sure. And but then he also, again, joins forces with the gargoyles and helps yes. get her back. Yes. Like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, but at, so. Like, that's the interesting thing, right? Where I'm actually like, oh, he fell in love. Like, him and Fox, like, hit it off, and they're engaged now. And, and like, <laughs> I don't, like, at the same time, you're like, it's kind of nice that he's he's a person. You yes. know, he's not just a demon in the tower threatening everything. He's not even the Lex Luthor. Like, he, he legitimately he's... has a life that he's living at the same time. Yeah. He allows... And some people might not like this. He's Tony Stark. Yes, 100%. 100%. He's 
He's a but, little more... But Pepper is an assassin. Instead of, yeah. you know... His, yeah. She and... helps him err on that side rather than being his moral compass back. Uh, yeah, but, like, they would be... They would probably be friends if sure. their egos allowed them to be in the same room together. Like, yep. you know... No, exactly. And I'd say Tony has more of the ego than, than Xanatos does, but, yep. uh... Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, even even after the, the opening saga, that five-parter, right? Like, Xanatos goes to jail. And mm-hmm. very, very realistic, right? After all the shit he did, all the cops could pin on him was possession of stolen property. So he gets a sl- he gets six months in jail. But he allows Elisa access to his his tower, his, his whole company, so that she can mm-hmm. visit her friends, the gargoyles. You know, like, it's that kind of stuff where he's like, like, he is so not concerned with the police or with, like, yeah, sure, you can go up and visit. Oh, and let her, let her in whenever she wants to. Yeah. You know, like, that. Like, that's the stuff you don't see. That's that character. Like, of course he wouldn't care. Like, what difference does it mean to him? Like, and you got a villain who knows just about all of the gargoyle secrets, their their friends, their allies. He never, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he never targets Elisa. Demona does. Demona hates freaking Elisa. Yeah, Demona hates her. Um, but, you know, it, she's gotten in the way, but he's never, yeah. you know, uh, he's, he's never just like, I'm going to abduct her. Or I'm going to threaten her. Or, like, I'm going to... You know what I mean? Like, that... Yeah. Dracon, you know, Dracon and Elisa go back and forth. But as far as I can recall, Xanatos and her are just kind of like... Yeah. I know what you're doing. You know what I'm doing. But whatever. You know, like... like it's I don't like you, but... You know, like... We have mutual in- aligned interests. And, you know, I'll put up with you. Like yeah. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just... It's, it's, it's such an interesting dynamic. And... I, I just I could never have appreciated those little things as a as a kid, definitely. But as an adult watching, I'm like, holy shit! These are these are better written than some of these dramas on TV, like character wise yeah, and plot points and everything else. Like they deal with some I had adult someone at, stuff. Yeah, like the whole gun thing, like that. Oh. I thought that was really well done, and the way the way. Um, Brooklyn responds to it and everything. Broadway. This is Broadway. Sorry, Broadway. Uh, like how he responds to it yeah. and just, um, you know, and they don't, I think it's like for another episode or two after that, she's still injured. Like they don't just. Yeah. Yeah. They wrap don't. it up. Right. I um, mean, they don't go into in that gory detail, but yeah, she's definitely, she's definitely, you know, on the man, yeah. you know, like, and as soon her- as I saw the beginning of that episode, I was like, oh, I remember where this one goes. Like, it still kind of shook me when it happened. Because, you know, he's yeah. basically a child or a teenager right? seeing that action movie. And I'm not blaming action movies, but he no. doesn't realize that what he's got is as deadly as it is. And right. Yeah, it was powerful they, stuff. Her lying on the, what they do show, what they don't show. The gun goes off. She, uh, all of a sudden, you don't see her anymore. She's slumped behind the counter. He finds her on the floor. He carries her to the hospital, and just his hands are just red. Like, and they don't—they yeah. don't linger on it. They don't drink. Like, it just like he sees it. And he's like, "Ooh!" And he like he's got to get out of there. Like, yeah, 
No, it's like I said, that's that one episode that stuck with me all those years. I couldn't remember any of the rest of the plot points, but I remembered though that scene and him taking her to the hospital. And then I I vividly remember the end of the episode where he visits her and she's lying in in, in the bed, hooked up to IVs. Like, yeah. And then you have the whole the subplot of that with like Dracon and the guns and everything, where yeah. he he becomes like super anti gun at that point, yep. like, mm-hmm. and that becomes like a character trait for him. I yes. thought that was really cool. Yeah, and he and they even they even set up that you know like everyone's blaming on Dracon, like you know they are sure that he he called a hit on her because she was after mm-hmm. him, and like yeah, it, it's just such good intelligent storytelling. Yeah, and then when he actually confessed that it was his fault and everything, yeah. like, like you know, a, especially for kids, like as an adult now, it's like, of course, that's the right thing to do. But like as a kid, you're like, oh yeah. man, that's what you know. Even yeah, good lessons, good lessons. Yeah. Um, you know, in the episode that you just finished, uh, I know I'd mentioned this to you already, uh, vaguely trying to, trying to gauge where you were at. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a simple premise. Xanatos, you know, kidnaps Hudson to, because he wants to use him to test out this this cauldron that's supposed to give you give you immortal life. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a simple episode, but the, it's so well written character wise that it, it's it's one of my favorites even up to this point. Um, you know, it starts off with a fight against Macbeth, and uh, uh, Hudson gets blasted with some magic powder. They don't know what it does, but they they end up winning. But then daylight comes the next morning. Hudson's still stuck in his stone form, and so the other gargoyles assume like the rest of us do. I, I was completely fooled for the beginning of this episode. I thought it was going to be a simple, like, Oh, yep, he's trapped. Like, that dust is trapping him in his right. stone form. We have yeah. to find... You know, it's the gargoyles trying to find the, the secret ingredient, the, the antidote, right? Like, simple uh, formulaic episode while Macbeth continues to hunt them and make it really hard for them to accomplish anything. And then that twist when you find out, you know... Uh, you know, you see Hudson and it looks like he's in a cell. And I'm like, well, this is weird. I'm like, is this supposed to be him trapped in his mind? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's what I, because of the way it was lit, like it was all black, but he was just like in this, like, you know, this like laser grid, like cell. Mm-hmm. And even for a minute there, I'm like, I'm like, okay, are they just trying to show us in his mind? Like, can he tell what's going on since he should be, you know, awake right now? Um, and then the reveal that knows actually Xanatos has him captured somewhere, and that's a stone replica that they swapped out. Again, they are completely um, vulnerable during the daytime. So we can just come mm-hmm. along and grab a crane and take him away. Yeah, which is exactly what happens when when uh, Broadway turns to stone in midair. Elisa yeah. shoots down the crane and all the carpets, and then they lift. They just they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll just put him on top of the roof with these other gargoyles we've never right. seen before." Sticking back up there, but yeah. But the, like... the cool thing is, like, when it's like, okay, it's a statue, but then Xanatos just whips out like he's like, "Oh, 
this is a model a sculptor made, you know, the, obviously the other ones like life size and more detailed. And it's like, right. they went to the effort because they have, they have people who make the maquettes and the dot designs for the models. I'm sure yep. that they used to animate. So they included that into the storytelling, which made it more. It's like, he's probably got minis of all five of them. Yeah. Well, sitting around even, in his, his office somewhere. He even makes a point. He's like, yeah, the hardest part was trying to find a replica for your sword. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah. Cause the sword is a weapon. It doesn't turn to stone. It just, he, he usually holds it when he changes. Like, yep. It's like, damn, that's that's some that's some planning. But then, then the whole interaction between them, like he's like, I kidnapped you because I he needed the the stone gargoyle skin for the the potion. But then he's also going to use that on him because he's the oldest gargoyle, so he wants to make sure that this this works. And it just it's just the banter back and forth between them. It's like there's no oh yeah, there's no real like you know threat you know other than like i don't know, it just it's captor captivity and it yeah, but it kind of has some uh barbosa vibes from the first pirates of the caribbean like yeah they kidnap who they think is the the daughter of you know bootstrap bill and that you know they all they do is like cut her hand open a little bit right it's like, oh, we don't need to kill you. We just need a couple drops. You know, it's right. like, oh, yeah. you, it seems like this big nefarious thing. But he's like, oh, no, I'm just going to, you know. Right. I just need that skin. And then, yeah, I've got, uh, once this is done brewing, like, I'm going to dunk you in there and we're going to see what happens. He's yeah. like, you know, you might end up younger. Like, I might actually be helping you. Like, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, and, but then uh, eventually once... Hudson gets free, you know, and he goes to escape, and Owen goes, uh, Owen, I don't think we ever mentioned, Owen is Xantos, like, right-hand man, um, his Smithers to his Mr. Burns, um, he's, like, gonna go after him, and Xantos is like, nah, let him go, he earned it. Yeah. Like, again, like, villains don't do that, like, true villains don't do that, but he's like, eh, you know, I tried to dunk him. He escaped like I was like he respected him like that. Those yeah. are the emotions you don't see um, out of the truth. Like he knows he's going to be a problem again in the future at some point. Right. But he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, yep. we'll see what happens. And then, you know, what <laughs> Owen does. Yeah. Yeah. And then Owen wants to prove his voice. So he sticks his hand in there. and He's like, basically, it's, it's a, well, uh, I forget the phrasing, but yeah, it was it was like, yeah, you'll be immortal. Like the mountain, like the stone. mountain stone, yeah. And it literally just turns you into stone. Like that's <laughs> that would have been it. And even then, Dan was like, "Eh, what do you know?" And he's just like, "And that's the end." And it's like it stuck with me. I'm like, I'm like that is yeah. a great written episode. Um, it's just it's 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 masterful writing. <laughs> it's. I honestly feel parts of it are still ahead of its time for today. Honestly, um, rewatching it, I'm like, I, and I have not done any behind the scenes stuff. I want to watch the whole series, and then I'm getting. I definitely plan on diving in, finding out who created it, what kind of the behind the scenes were. Um, but I like to watch a whole show especially when the whole show's available i like to watch it first and then go sure. back and find out the details but yeah 
the foresight and the planning in this has just been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you think about, and I'm not going to go down the whole rabbit hole, but some like larger properties that are out today um, that had a lot of time to gestate and be developed and just there was a lack of cohesion between things. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, there was no reason they should not, these should have been better. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not going to get into specifics at the moment, but like, you know, uh, when something like this exists, that's not based on an, an existing property, it is mm-hmm. just their own thing. And I won't get too deep because I did look up some stuff about it today just because I was like, oh, wait, I recognize that name. I'm like, what did he do? Yeah. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. This doesn't seem as like cohesive as a plan as I, you would think with how well it's mapped out. Really? Or it's not as mapped out as the story plays out. At least, I mean, I didn't get super deep into it, but just they don't attribute the creation of it to any one person or team of people. Really? It's kind of like a couple people get the credit for it, but like, it's almost like, like if you, me and Sean were just sitting around a table talking about stuff, came up with an idea. And then next thing you know, it's getting made into a show. But like who really came up with the idea? I'd still think the again, multiple people would have to be working closely together. Cause like, like I said, I mean, you're jumping, you're jumping so far back, you know, and so far forward to get some of this stuff. It's like, this has to be, you know, it's like one of them was a producer and then other two were writers, but then they, that the third one that was a producer gets like writing credits later in the series. And it was just, like I said, it was a real surface examination of stuff. Right. Right. But, uh, it was just, it was just interesting. I'm like, all right, not saying that they didn't have a plan, but just the way that there's no like, all right. Yeah. Eastman and Laird created the Ninja Turtles at a, a, a frat party or whatever. Cause someone doodled on a napkin. We're like, Oh, it's right. a teenage, you know, there's no like that, at least in the, the brief lookup I, I saw. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah hopefully there's some behind the scenes stuff to dive into. I'll definitely have to dive dive into that afterwards, and we're going to, have to revisit it once we finish the series. But yeah, I'm I'm pumped to keep going because, like I said, it's just it's hitting on all cylinders for me. It's been amazing. Yeah, so I I thank you much for bringing this uh, bringing this into my life. Excellent. Uh, I'll probably be watching tomorrow as I work on some more mythic painting customizations oh yeah customs we forgot about jesse's customs perfect segue what are you working on there buddy okay um let's see so this is one of my favorite things i've done i don't know how good the lighting is going to be here but this was one i wanted to do it was the first custom i wanted to make oh i got into the line um I call this guy uh, Rudar, um, based off of the the Beastmaster movie from the eighties. Never um, seen it, but he looks amazing. Oh. So he's not from the movie, but there's this guy. He's kind of a He-Man like guy, you know, big blonde barbarian guy, and he's got yeah. a black tiger, a black eagle, and a pair of ferrets. And he can like the ferrets will like go steal stuff for him. The lion or excuse me, the tiger and the hawk or eagle or whatever it is. Um, he can see through their eyes occasionally and kind of not like control them, control them, but like work with them. 
Um, and they were all black. Well, the ferrets weren't. And so the character's name was Dar, the human, and the tiger was Rue. So I just kind of flip-flopped and made my... Nice. I saw this head on Planetary Dog Toys when I was first looking up some custom stuff. And I really liked that. Um, the accessories, the other pieces are from other things. The spears from a Planet of the Apes, I think NECA or Mezco, um, from the 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 new trilogy from a couple years ago. Um, yeah, I really wanted to make him and I finally did him, uh, this week. I took a Ming the Merciless and put one of these, uh, tentacle heads on him to make a, a mind flare illithid from Dungeons and Dragons, basically. Oh, nice. Now did that head go on easily or, it, had, um, uh, because of the neck piece, there's just some it. sticky tack. There's okay. some sticky tack in there to hold it on, but, um, it went on fairly easily. Nice. Um, I'm going to repaint the staff so it's a different color and, uh, I got a, I'm going to make like a skirt for him. Um, you know, like, ro- like a robe skirt, you know, that turned out real nice. I like um, that. But like this, this was like gold. All his stuff was like different colors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm probably going to replace the cape too. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was, again, one of the first heads I bought that was unpainted. Um, I did... This one's largely a pop and swap with just a custom head. So it's a Templar torso and armor pieces. So all the armors yeah. of Templar with skeleton limbs and a skeleton head from my action figure customs. Okay, okay. I think they call this head Drew. <laughs> I like what you um, did with it. But it I made see. me think of uh, Brendan Gleeson's character from uh, Kingdom of Heaven. He is a Templar. He's a bad guy in the movie. Okay. Um, and he has this big him. red beard. Um, he uh, he was, you know, um, Mel Gibson's character's best friend in Braveheart. So mm-hmm. he's a big dude. He's a Templar knight. So I wanted to make like a skeletal version of him yeah. when I saw that beard. So I got the red and white. Um, I, still, I still can't in my canon get behind skeletons having facial hair, but... You did an amazing paint <laughs> job on there. Um, I think technically it could be a zombie because I think it actually still has <laughs> a, the camera's not focusing. I think he does have like a physical eyes in oh, there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, that's that's him. Awesome. Um, a couple more, real quick here. Uh, I turned a Bar- Baron Volgar into a vampire Minotaur. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorites. You've done. It's so simple, um, but it works so well, and that, that head looks so spooky in the white. Yeah, I'm thinking about putting, I have a paint that's called the Blood for the Blood God. It's like an effect that looks like, it'll mm-hmm. still look like wet blood even when it dries. Nice. So I'm debating putting some of that around the lips. He's got the, oh, the hooves and everything. Um, Baron Voligar, I got at Zolocon a couple weeks ago. I wasn't that invested in the character, but I'm like, I can pop and swap, do something. Oh, yeah, like yeah, for sure, for sure. And then awesome. I was like, oh, wait the Torian head fit on there with the shoulders and I was like yeah that's great so that was the black Torian head um, and then I accented you know some of the armor pieces with the purple metallic purple and stuff I love it um, not Mythic Legion figure but I made it to go with my Mythic Legions <laughs> this is Sam from uh, the hide and seek movie um, yeah. from NECA's horror line um no, and trick I got the or, hat trick or treat, and cloak. Is 
That's what I meant. Yeah. Trick or treat. Sorry. Yeah. I said Halloween, didn't I? You said hide and seek. Which is oh, trick or treat. Yeah. Trick or treat. Um, made Vivi. So Sam painted. Yeah. I made it. I made a Vivi. Uh, nice. Cause he was one of my favorite characters in final fantasy nine. Sure. Gave him a Gandalf satchel from the uh, Lord of the Rings diamond select because it was too awkward to put on Gandalf. So I was like, all right, I'll just use it on him. <laughs> there you go. The staff. I love it. Um, came from my order from, uh, my wife is going to kill me. They're like, say tag this code, you know, the special yeah. code and we'll send you something special. Yep. So I got that a random weird elephant head that I don't know what it came from. <laughs> um, and, uh, a random G.I. Joe, like 80s G.I. Joe figure. It's not a character I remember. I love it. And then uh, I'll do one more here. This is my oh, Dwarf nice. King. So this one I painted and pop and swapped to make this character look this way because he is a character in a story slash book I've written. Um He's the king of the dwarves in that story, and he was more of a scrapper brawler. He's not the typical all-decked-out ornamental king. Um, right. And his name's Ragnar Bluebeard. So the head is from, uh, I believe, Wolf King Customs. I'm not sure which. Or Legion Shop. I'm not sure who in Legion Shop um, right. made it. But the shield's from uh, McFarlane Spawn. The head is, or the axe is uh, one of Anthony House Seals at... Uh, Toy Forge. Nice. That came painted, but I painted the head and the accents and stuff. So I believe it's called the. Oh, it had a name. It was like the Dragon. Or no, it was like the Worm. Worm Fang or Worm, like, or Serpent Fang. It had, they just, I saw the name of it this week in one of his posts. It had a cool name. I'm like, oh, cool. I like when weapons have names, you know, like. For the, sure. the Aether Blade or, you know, the Heavens brand and, and that stuff. So, 100%. Um, oh, amazing yeah. work. I'm so jealous of your talent. Oh, awesome. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. I'm not a very patient customizer. So, I'll work on like five or six characters at a time or two or at least two or three. So, I'll do a little bit of this color here and do some accents, let that dry, and then work on another one and go to the next one and go back to the first one. And, right. Um, uh, which with legions is nice because I'm not doing like full torso, like full joint painting. If it's just accents and pieces of the armor or like a head or something, it's a lot easier. But the lion, um, because his wrist joints or the hands were from a hellfire goblin, they were red. I painted them black. Right. So if I articulate them at all, that's going to wear off. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, correct that without getting more involved than I have the patience for. So, um, <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody out there. If you guys are listening, you know about that. Or honestly, you probably post in the cabal. They're always giving out tips there. I'm sure somebody... I know there's like some sanding you can do on joints to thin it out and then like you thin your paint down. I just, like I said, for me, if I can get them in a decent pose, and he's still largely articulated because his arms and legs are the original Torian or, um, yeah, the Torian arms and legs and the torso. I right. just hit it with a wash to kind of bring the color I was giving him. So nice. um, I'll show him again. He's just... That's he's got like a metallic black gold finish on his face and all of his like body areas. And then his hair 
the light's not very good. It's like a more matte. It's still shiny, but it's like a browner color. Right. Um, so, yeah. Very. And then the, I do like this little accent on the, it was on the nice design feature on the armor. These like claws, these are called like the claw pauldrons. Oh, yeah. It has yeah. like the gooey, gooey bits from like a nail, like a claw that had been ripped off another animal. So, oh, wow. I tried to paint, uh, tried to paint it like it was dried up and everything. Um, yeah, you got the purple so it looked like, you know, like the, the flesh part that's under the skin. You got, uh, you got high-res pictures on the Cabal? Uh, yeah, I think all of these I've got pictures um, over the last week or two of stuff I've been posting on there. Most of them I'm also putting up on my Instagram, too. Um, and what's your Instagram, Jesse? Let the people know. Uh, oh, yeah. Just.shelve.it. So just shelve it with dots between the words. Um, if you want to look that up. Uh, Absolutely. Post my collection stuff. Eventually, I might get back into doing like reviews of different things. Just time is, is gets away from me to do what I was doing a year or so ago. So, hundred percent it does. But yeah, check it. Check out his stuff. Give him a like, a heart, whatever, whatever the platform wants you to give him. So amazing work. Um, Thank you. I know the horsemen are going right now, but I really don't see. Nobody's helping me out here. Have you found anything about the the? Oh, the I've had the I've had the the stream up since um yeah since I realized it was after eight. Um, they're revealing the new characters. There was like this scorpion looking alien woman, um, and then what looked like a squad of some sort of uh, troops. Like yeah, some sort I don't of know. If, and now there's like the typical kind of like gray alien looking face, but it's a little more intense looking. Right. No, I was hoping um, for something. Unfortunately, you're using Facebook Live, which is quite low res. So. Oh, I'm on YouTube. I'm on YouTube. Oh, are they on YouTube too? All right. Mm-hmm. I was, well, I was looking through. I was hoping somebody was taking pictures and just throwing them up there for me to look uh, a little bit closer. So we'll have to hit those at a later time. Um, but that wave is... It's going up in 15 minutes for pre-order, so definitely by the time this episode drops that Cosmic Legion's <laughs> Wave 2 is available on storehorsemen.com. Get your pre-orders in um, if you want to. And if you don't, yeah. then don't. And for those of you who want different uh, pieces, some of this stuff looks like it would easily translate into Mythic Legion-style uh, accessories and stuff. Um the one they were just showing was a larger one. It's like I said, it's like the typical bulbous head gray alien, but yeah. in the fight posters, it was the taller looking one. It looked like it was taller than that Thigar character, or whatever his name is. Yeah, she looked like she had um, long legs there in the glimpse I got of her. So. Yeah, I, it, he or she, whatever it is there, it looks like they might be in like the brute scale height-wise. It looks like they're a little shorter. They've got the three of them on the table. Uh, human, I don't know, the Deltagar, the alien, and then one of the ogre orcs um and it's just a little bit shorter than the ogre from yeah. what i can tell very cool exciting times yeah. uh yeah so go check that out check out just Sheldon on instagram join the cabal do all that um go ahead and click some buttons down there you know like share subscribe all that um we got we got some fun stuff coming up we hope you enjoyed 
today's show and let us know what you think of uh, State of the Store and some of our other segments. Let us know what you want out of Offworld because we're willing to go just about anywhere. We'll do most things for a podcast, but we won't do that. One thing we won't do. Um, One of us might. <laughs> all right, Sean's up since he's not here. Sean will do that one thing that we won't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, anything you got? Parting words, Jesse. Parting words. Uh, use your blinker when you drive. Always use your blinker. Sean, hope you're having fun. Don't even worry about us. We had fun without you. And until next time, we'll see you on another world.